Welcome to Gnostic Insights. My name is Dr. Sid Ropp, and I'm your host. Easter, everybody, and welcome back to Gnostic Insights. It's been almost a year since Gnostic Insights podcast began. My first posting was on April 30th of 2021. I thank you so much for discovering Gnostic Insights and for coming on board to hear these messages. Today, I'd like to share with you my version of a Gnostic Easter message. As you know from previous episodes, Valentinian Gnosticism is a Christian form. That is because we believe that there is a Redeemer, an Anointed One. In English, this is called a Christ, the Christ. And the Christ is a very special fruit of the Father, the Son, and the fullness of God that has been sent to our dimension to remind us and to save us, to bring us home again. The good news in Gnosticism is that no one will be condemned in the end. In the very end of time, everyone will be redeemed, including the Demiurge. So why would we even think about Christ before the end of time? What do you care if you are resistant to the notion of, quote, being a Christian? Why would you want to believe in the Christ at all if you are completely resistant of that notion? So you're really caught in a hard place here. If you are interested in Gnosticism and you consider yourself to be a seeker of truth, In my way of thinking, and in the way of thinking presented by the Nag Hammadi, especially, for example, the tripartite tractate of the Nag Hammadi, there is no other conclusion to come to other than that we come from the Father, and to the Father we return. We are the fruit of the Pleroma, and to the Pleroma we will return. And this physical existence that we are caught in now. This is the fallen world, according to Gnosticism. This is not paradise. And the reason we need the Christ is to help us realize paradise again. It's not so that we may be saved, because everyone is going to be saved. It says in the Nag Hammadi that everything that was from the beginning will return to the Pleroma. So that is our eternal souls, our eternal drop of the essence of God, the one self that I speak of is how I identify it. That will certainly return to the Pleroma because 
It is of the Pleroma. And all of us, all living creatures, everything that contains life contains the Spirit of God, because it is the Holy Spirit that breathes life into otherwise inert mineral existence. So all forms of life will return to the Pleroma as well. The trees, the flowers, the cats, the dogs, humans, even bacteria, they're all going back. So what was not from the beginning? What will be left behind? That is the material universe. Because the material of this 3D universe that we live in, this was not from the beginning. The material of our universe, the particles and the atoms, the molecules, the elements, the aggregations of minerals, the rocky hard planets, these are the products of the fall. These are what are called the deficiency and the imitation. So what is this material an imitation of? It is an imitation of the hierarchy of God. It is an imitation of the fullness of God, the pleroma. It is not the actual fullness of God because that doesn't exist down here in this 3D material universe. The actual pleroma of God exists above onward and upward. So when our souls exit this material plane of existence, they rise. And if we are not coming back again, if we are not being reincarnated back into this earth, we will stay up in the pleroma, in the special area that has been built for us second order powers. And that is the place that is paradise. That is the place that we remember as paradise. We all have an inherent remembrance of the fullness of God, of the Son, of the Father, and of paradise, because this is where we come from. The Christ has never fallen. The Christ didn't fall. The Christ was a new fruit that was after the second order of powers. And the Christ came down voluntarily in order to save creation and return the entirety back up to the fullness of God. And the Christ's mission doesn't depend upon us. We are not in control of salvation. I consider that to be a major error of Christianity. You don't need to pray the sinner's prayer in order to be saved, but you do need to pray the sinner's prayer if you want to live a glorious, less stressful, more loving life. Because when we do pray what is called the sinner's prayer in Christianity, that is acknowledging the kingship of the Christ, even over this material plane, then we take into our bodies, we take into our souls the anointed one, the Christ, and it redeems our fallenness. Not so that we'll eventually go to heaven, because that is assured. Christ took care of that for us. But as we dwell here in this fallen world, we partake of many mistakes 
and many errors. Tons of times we are not loving. Tons of times we are not patient and kind. Tons of times we prefer to dwell on the left side rather than on the right side. The purpose of taking the Christ into your soul is to put this overlay, this correcting algorithm onto your broken code. And this then erases and wipes out the pain and the error that you have taken onto yourself since you've been living down here below. So what I would like to read for you now is a passage out of the tripartite tractate of the Nag Hammadi, and this is from the translation edited by Marvin Meyer. And here's how it goes. So now we're talking about the anointed one, the Savior, that we in Christianity believe to be Jesus of Nazareth. He, however, assumed, for the sake of the economy, that which resulted from the events we told about earlier, that which came into being from the radiant vision and the stable thought of the word after he had turned himself around after his movement. Okay, so the economy is what is known as our material universe. Economy in general in the Nag Hammadi refers to what we would think of as an ecology. This space that we live in is bounded. There is a membrane outside of our material universe. Even if it's an expanding universe in the sense of uh, the Big Bang, if you want to follow conventional physics, there is an outer edge because it's floating outward. It's pushing outward. So there is definitely something outside and something inside. And that is contained within the boundary that the tripartite says the father threw up around the fall in order to contain it and to create an economy. So we're in what is now called the second economy. The first economy is the hierarchy of the fullness of God. It is also its own bounded not space, because there is no such thing as space or time or materiality outside of this universe, but it is a, a concept of a location, and they sit together, the eons of the fullness of God. So that is the first economy. The second economy is here, our world. And the third economy will be the economy after this material universe rolls back up, and all of the second-order powers return to the Pleroma, this now will cause what is called the third economy. So right now we're in the second economy. So it said, He, however, assumed for the sake of the economy that which resulted from the events we told about earlier, and that's those events I tell you about all the time, that the Father created the Son, the Son created the All, the All created the hierarchy of the fullness. One of the eons from the hierarchy of the fullness fell, broke apart, and fled back upward to the Pleroma, abandoning the fall down below. So, in the tripartite tractate, that fallen one is called Logos, also known as the Word. So, again... Back to this first sentence. He, however, assumed for the sake of the economy that which resulted from the events we told about earlier, 
that which came into being from the radiant vision and the stable thought of the word after he had turned himself around, after his movement. So that's when the word returns back up to the pleroma. In this way, those who came with him received body and soul together with stability, firmness, and discernment. It had been planned that they too should come when the coming of the Savior was planned. They came, however, only after he decided it. So they came, they too being far superior in their carnal emission, that is, their living bodies, compared to the ones who had been brought forth from the deficiency. And those ones that are brought forth from the deficiency, those are the archons of the body of the demiurge. They are small fractals that fell out of the body that was abandoned down here below when the word returned back up to the pleroma. And this last sentence is saying that we second-order powers, we are far superior to the ones brought forth from the deficiency. And that's reassuring, isn't it? Because a lot of people think that they are under the control of the archons, but the power that is within you is greater than the power that is in the world. For in this way, they too were emitted bodily together with the Savior by being manifested in union with him. These are such as belong to the single substance, and that is the spiritual one. So the single substance, the spiritual one, that's consciousness itself that we refer to as the Father. And the one is the Son because it is a monad that emerges from the Father. The economy, however, is variable. This being one thing, that another. Some have issued from passion and division. They need healing. And boy, we sure see that passion and division now, don't we? We are in a strange times. We have never been so divided worldwide. Or we have been divided, but it has never been so apparent. It's certainly becoming clear now. And that is perhaps the whole purpose of this pandemic altogether, is to rattle our cage down here, is to shake out, is to separate the wheat from the chaff. You know that's a biblical metaphor. When you harvest wheat and you thrash it to get the kernels of wheat separated from the stalks of wheat, there's what is known as chaff that also falls out. And that is just the, I guess we would call it now, roughage. It's the outer cellulose roughage that is not part of the kernel of the grain. So they like to separate the chaff from the wheat. And as a metaphor for humanity, the wheat are the fruitful second-order powers, and the chaff are left on the threshing room floor. The chaff are no good to anybody. Others derive from the prayer that the sick be healed, and they have been appointed to care for those who have fallen. There are apostles and the bringers of good tidings. They are, in fact, the disciples of the Savior. They are teachers for those who need instruction. 
and I humbly am hoping that I am one of those instructors and that I am bringing you correct information. But you need to figure these things out for yourself. The point of my teaching is to prompt remembrance within yourself because we all have the same memory. So we're trying to prompt the eternal memory of the Father, the Son, the Fullness, Paradise. And that's the first step, is to remember the Father and to remember the Fullness. And then the tripartite goes on to ask this question, why then did they too partake of those sufferings that those who have been brought forth from passion shared in, if, in accordance with the economy, they were brought forth in one body together with the Savior who did not partake of these sufferings. So, in other words, those of us who do follow the Anointed One, who do teach about the Father and the Paradise and the fullness of God, how come we're not better protected? Why, why is there pain and suffering if we're tucked up nicely inside of the Savior? What's up with that? So, here is the explanation that it gives. Now, the Savior, in fact, was a bodily image of something unitary, namely the all. Okay, so this all, remember, is the broken out differentiations of the sun. And the sun is a unitary thing. So the all, when it is sitting together, giving glory to God, it is a unitary thing, just like the sun. They are coexistent. Now, the Savior was a bodily image of that coexistent hierarchy of God. And the way that I've been interpreting the tripartite tractate, you are by now familiar with those pyramids I talk about, right? Those stacks of golden cannonballs that form the fullness of God. See, a hierarchy is shaped like a pyramid because it goes the higher the fewer, right? So if you think of your body or of the Messiah's body, anybody's, your dog's body, anybody's body down here below is also a reflection of the hierarchy of the fullness because we rely upon these smaller bits of our body to level up, level up, level up in a hierarchical manner until we reach our consciousness self at the very top. So my cells reach out and hold hands and they become organs. My organs reach out and hold hands and they become organ systems. My organ systems cooperate to form my organism. And my organism is literally a physical representation of the hierarchy of the fullness of God. So it says, now the Savior, in fact, was a bodily image of something unitary namely the all. Therefore, he preserved the model of indivisibility from which derived impassibility. So even though the hierarchy is comprised of individuals who are self-aware, these eons are self-aware individuals stacked hierarchically in this pyramidal form, they're individually self-aware and yet they are indivisible because they form altogether the body of the fullness of God. The fall was created because one of the eons popped loose from the indivisibility and fell down below and broke. 
and that is our material universe. But the model is of indivisibility. And the other word here is impassibility. Impassibility is a theological concept. What impassibility means is incapable of suffering or feeling pain. And it is generally ascribed to the Father that it is incapable of feeling pain or of suffering because it can't be affected by things that have emanated out of it because it comes before those things. It precedes those things. So the character of God or the character of consciousness remains ever the same as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. That is the concept of impassibility. That does not mean that the fullness of God is untouched by our suffering, because it is, because we are their fruit. And it doesn't mean that the Son of God is untouched by our suffering. It's only the Father that is untouched by our suffering. It is the Father that is impassable, because it is said that the Pleroma does share in our suffering. So let's back up and read this once more now. Why then did they too partake of those sufferings that those who had been brought forth from passion shared in, if, in accordance with the economy, they were brought forth in one body together with the Savior who did not partake of these sufferings? Now, the Savior, in fact, was a bodily image of something unitary, namely the all. Therefore, he preserved the model of indivisibility from which is derived impassibility. They, however, are images of each one of those who were revealed. For that reason, they received the division from their model, having been given form for that planting which exists down below, which also partakes of the evil that exists in the regions to which they have arrived. So it says that each of us, we second order of powers that come from above, we receive division from the model that we are fashioned after, and that is that hierarchical model. So the pleroma is a singular thing, even though it is comprised of an infinite number of self-identifiable eons. We have taken that pattern upon ourselves down below, and down below here, that pattern is divisible. That pattern is not a single solitary thing. We carry within us the one self, which is the fullness of God. But there's a whole lot of other parts of our body and selves that are not the indivisible pleroma. We have received division from the model. And again, picture that pyramid of cannonballs, infinitely large, stacked up. That is the model of the hierarchy upon which our own bodies are built, from the very tiny up through the oneself. It's always the higher the fewer. We build from the very many, from the indescribably large amount of material that makes up our bodies, and then we level up, we level up, we level up, going higher and higher and higher. There's fewer molecules than there are atoms. There's fewer elements than there are molecules. There's fewer cells than then there are molecules. There's fewer organs. And they all level up to make this one me. 
So we are a type of indivisibility because I am my body, right? I am oneself here. But I'm made up of countless smaller parts that are stacked in a hierarchical manner. And because we have been planted down here below, just like seeds, we are the seeds of the pleroma planted down here in that physical rocky place. We bring the life to the otherwise dead material. But because we are coexistent with materiality, this is why we suffer. This is why we partake of the evil that is down below, it says. And then it goes on to say, For the will kept the all under sin, in order that by will he might show mercy on the all, and they might be saved. Because a single one has been appointed to give life, whereas all the rest need salvation. Well, amen and amen. And if you're reading from that Nag Hammadi scriptures edited by Marvin Meyer, that's on page 92. If you're reading from another copy, another edition, this is called The Incarnation of the Spiritual Seed Together with the Savior. And those are verses 115, 23 through 117, 8. Now let me pop over to the New Testament here for a moment and read you something from chapter 11 of Romans. So then, in the present time too, a remnant has arisen according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then no longer from observances, since grace were then no longer grace. And if from observances, it is no longer grace. He goes on to say, What then? The mark Israel aims at, this it did not hit. But election did hit, and the rest were hardened. As has been written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that do not see, and ears that do not hear, right up to the present day. And it really does feel like that, doesn't it? Particularly people who claim to be spiritual, who claim to be religious, yet do not know the Father and do not accept the grace of the Anointed One. There's no way that you can love the Father and reject the Christ. Now, you may have some question as to whether Jesus of Nazareth was that Christ. Jesus is a particular instantiation of the Christ. I happen to believe in Jesus because I've been walking with Jesus for over 60 years, so I know the guy. However, you can skip over all those arguments about whether or not Jesus was an actual historical character, whether he really was walking in Israel the way the Bible says, and blah, blah, blah. If you are resistant to all of that notion, you can still love the Father. You can still believe in the Son. You can still conceive of and embrace the pleroma of the fullness of God. You can still believe that we are the fruit of the pleroma. And you can still accept the anointing of the Christ. Because remember, everyone needs salvation except for one, and that is the anointed one. And it is the anointed one that brings us salvation from the travails of this material world. 
So I'm not even trying to preach the Christ to get you to heaven because I think everyone's going to heaven. But I do like to preach the Christ to give peace because it is the Christ that saves us from sorrow. And when you're looking around and you're at your deep despair and you're saying, everything is going to hell, isn't it? This world is falling apart. You're seeking for an answer. You are seeking for salvation. And it is the anointed one that brings that salvation. And I think if you would surrender to the notion of the Christ as being that special fruit sent down from the Pleroma to save all of us second-order powers so that we can all roll back up and go be released to paradise, then you'll be part of the solution and not part of the problem. There's no reason to be downtrodden. Claim your victory. Remember, he who is within us is more powerful than he who is within the world. So just between you and the Father above, how about you turn to the Father now? And you think on these things. And see, it won't do you any harm at all to believe in the Savior. So onward and upward, and God bless. And happy Easter, for he is risen. And that gives us all the promise of resurrection.